0: Share with you today on the advantage of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, if that shout was for me, I I think we should shout more. Say, I love you, Holy Spirit. Oh glorious, oh glorious, Holy Spirit. It's the best thing that ever happened to me. Your Christianity will be lifeless without the Holy Spirit. Mm. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. The advantage. You see, the advantage of the Holy Spirit. Who is like him? Jesus and, um, is about to go and die. And he has a meeting with his disciples from John chapter 13 to John chapter 16. That you can imagine, the last things that he's telling the, the disciples are probably the most important things. Because he's about to leave. So he has a a meeting with them and he's talking to them from john chapter 13 and he's looking he starts talking from verse 13. he talks a bit about love then all of a sudden he switches to chapter 14 and he starts talking about someone unique he says i will pray the father and he will send you another comforter. Why? Because when he was on earth, he was a comforter. Can you imagine that his disciples have left their families, have left everything they are doing to follow him. He has to be a comforter. So, when he was there, he was their comforter. Remember when they were at sea one time and the winds were so boisterous and Jesus was sleeping. They said, Master, Master, care is not that we perish. That means the Master had a culture of caring for them. Because they can't demand care if he, it's not part of his work. He has been caring for them. So for, for, one, for once, they, are, they think they're about to die. And they, they say, Master, care is not that we perish. And Jesus wakes up. And before he even starts reprimanding them, he halts. the sea. So, you could see he was a comforter. One time, he was with them and so many people had not eaten. He says, okay, hold on. He takes bread, he blesses it. Everybody has enough to eat. There were 12 baskets. He was a comforter. You see, He was a comforter. One time, even without Peter's knowledge, there was something happening in the realm of the spirit and Peter's life and his ministry is going to be in jeopardy. But Jesus looks and says, Peter, Satan has asked that he will sift you as wheat. He said, but I have prayed for you. He was a comforter. He said, I have prayed for you. But Peter didn't even know. Peter is just living his life. He doesn't even know that ahead of him, there's going to be serious, serious, serious trouble. He doesn't even know. But the comforter was there with him. You see, he said, I've prayed for you that your faith fail not. He said, When you are converted, he says, Strengthen your brethren. The comforter. When he was with them, he was a comforter. One time he went to visit Peter, and Peter's mother was not, mother in law was not fine. Then the Bible says that he prayed for the woman. You see, and she came out. He was a comforter. Everything they needed Jesus to be, he was doing it for them. He was a comforter. But Jesus, in in deep sorrow, is having a conversation with them in John chapter 14. Let's look at verse 15. He says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Then verse 16. He said, I'll pray the Father. Oh, I will pray the Father. He will give you another com- comforter. This particular comforter, you know, the word another is not, you know, in, in the Greek. That word another, it's either heteros or alos. For example, if you want to understand heteros and alos, it's like, um, if, if it is, when we are dealing with heteros, we are saying, Oh, a pen or a bag. Because these are two different things. Or, right? A pen or a bag. So, if we are dealing with alos, we are probably going to deal with this pen or that pen. Come on. Now, English just says another, another. But heteros means another of another kind. Means another of the same kind, is the same kind of pain, is the same type. So he says, I'll pray the Father and he will send you another comforter. He's exactly like me, he looks exactly like me, he talks exactly like me, he will say exactly what I'll say, he will do exactly what I'll do. So, all the things that you are experiencing with me over there, you know, can you imagine how big the disciples felt when they were following Jesus? I mean, this is the main guy in town. Everybody wants to have a, a hold, a hold of, his, of his, just his trousers. People want to just touch him. Bible says, as people touch him, they were healed. Now, you are the big guys around him. The protocol of Jesus. You can imagine how you will be feeling. Remember one time when, when the woman with the issue of blood touched Jesus' garment and Master said, Who touched me? Now the protocol guys they don't want to get in trouble. They say, Master, no, we are the ones touching you. We've been touching you. What kind of question is that? Because as far as we are concerned, we are doing our work well. <laughs> we did not allow anybody to be touching you rough, rough, Master. Don't say that. We are the ones. We are around you. I mean, they've been touching him. That same Jesus that people were trying to touch the hem, just the hem of his garment. This guy says, "We've been touching you since." <laughs> the, the proximity, the blessing of that proximity, everything they were enjoying with Jesus. No wonder when Jesus died, Peter went back to fishing. He could not believe it, that he has lost his post. <laughs> he could not believe it. Can you imagine? You, are so, you were so important last week. <laughs> the next week, he went back to fishing, says. What baffles me is how did he find his fishing net? That means all the while he, had, he was thinking that, you know, we'll follow Jesus, but just in case of anything, he <laughs> found back his fishing net. And the Bible categorically states that it was that fishing net, his old fishing net. He knew where it was. He said, I'll send you another comforter. I will not leave you orphans. Why? Because he had been talking to them about their being in the world. The Christian cannot thrive in the world, so he will require the aid of the Holy Spirit to live the life God wants him to live in this world. He will require the help of the Holy Spirit. So let's go back. to said, "I will pray the Father, and He shall give you another Comforter that He may abide with you forever." He, this Comforter, this person called the Holy Spirit. He said, this person will abide with you forever. Oh, verse 17. He says, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. He said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. How am I going to come to you? He said, through this person of the Holy Spirit. The Christian Christian, cannot live the Christian life without the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus said, as I'm going, it is expedient that I send him to you. In fact, it was as serious as Jesus said, come on, I'm going to send you to do some things, but don't go first. He said, tarry ye in Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Acts chapter 5, verse 30. Now, Peter is preaching a very powerful message in Acts chapter 5. He's preaching the truth. You see, this is true. What Peter is saying is true. You see, a true message. And from verse 30 he says, The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom he slew and hanged on a tree. Him hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior, for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. He's, He's stating a message that is true. But then he says something in verse 32. Oh my God. He says, and we are his witnesses of these things. And so is also the Holy Ghost. He says, we are his witnesses, but we are not the only witnesses. So also is the Holy Ghost. So there are two witnesses. He says, we are his witnesses, and the Holy Ghost is also a witness. Message. Message translation. We are his witnesses of these things. And so also is the Holy Ghost. This is one of the biggest statements in the Bible. I tell you. All right. All right, so I'm reading that last part. He says, and we are witnesses to these things. He says, the Holy Spirit, whom God gives to those who obey Him, corroborates every detail. Uh, What does it mean to corroborate? To corroborate means to give support. He said, the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey Him, he said, this Holy Spirit, he said, he supports every detail. Tell someone, the Holy Ghost is by advantage. No, no, look at someone and said the Holy Spirit is by advantage. Let's go to the Bible. You know, the first thing you need to understand about the Holy Spirit is, the Holy Spirit is a person. When we talk about the Holy Spirit, we need to get to the basics. And you, you uh, some of you know this, I'm still going to remind you. The Holy Spirit is a person. People, a lot of people, Sometimes consciously, sometimes subconsciously like to relate with the Holy Spirit as an influence. One time I, I saw a, a certain pastor praying and he wanted to demonstrate the power of God and he says, Holy Ghost, move! Holy Ghost, move! Holy Ghost, move! And you know, some other people too, Holy Ghost, fire! Holy Ghost, fire. And then there are some people they cannot do anything except they have poured oil. The sea cockroach, oil. The sea lizard, oil. You see, these symbolisms and typologies has made people think that the Holy Ghost is just he's 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 like a talisman to be used and utilized. So when they want something to happen, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, and all that people remember about Holy Ghost, I remember years ago, I went to preach in a school and I told them, I said, you're going to receive the Holy Ghost. One lady said, I'm not going to, and I don't like it. And I said, why? He said, I don't want to be rolling on the floor, those kind of things. <laughs> huh? It happened to you before. The lady said she doesn't want to, that those things that people will be rolling on the floor. Because When they think of the Holy Ghost, that's all they think about, like, Holy Ghost is, <laughs> See, Holy Ghost is rolling on the floor and and, and messing your... Oh, that's Holy Ghost. Because every church they went to, when they said, Holy Ghost, that means things are going to happen that time. What a reputation for the Holy Ghost. I wonder how he feels. <laughs> but the thing, the main thing about the Holy Spirit is that he's a person. We normally call him the third person of the Godhead. But... He was actually the first to be revealed. Now, not, not not third, when we say third person of the Godhead, not third in rank or power. He's God. You see, he's God, just like the father, just like the son. He's God. We call him the third person of the Godhead because he was the third to be revealed. In terms of manifestation. In Genesis, you see the father dealing with Abraham. Then later, we have when the son was revealed, then later you see the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, I'm going to go and then the Holy Spirit is going to come. So in, in his dispensation, you see the Holy Spirit has a dispensation. One of the key things that changed my Christianity, changed my life when I became a Christian was the fact that I got exposed to the Holy Spirit. Oh, I was reading a book and, and the writer wrote, he said, we are in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. I'm like, What? That's, that's, that's big, that's wonderful. That means for me to deal with the Father and the Son, I'll need to deal with the Holy Spirit. No, come on. Now, in the Old Testament, for you to deal with the Holy Spirit and this, whatever you knew about the Son of God, you need to deal with God directly, the Father directly. You see, that's why they will offer the blood of bulls and goats. Why? Because they need to appease God. Now, during the time Jesus was around, Anybody who wanted, Jesus said, "If you see me, you have seen the Father." So the revelation of Jesus was the dispensation of the Son. Now Jesus said, "Even if I travel from nation to nation, He says I still cannot finish this thing." So what? I'm going to go. Then I'll 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 send you the Comforter, who shall abide with you forever. So a great man of God said, "He said the Holy Ghost is just Jesus unlimited." So now, we are in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. Then I thought to myself, I said, if we are in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit, then if we ignore him, we will not have a successful Christian walk. How can you be in his dispensation and you don't know anything about him? And the first thing you need to consider is that the Holy Spirit is a person, not an influence, not a smoke, not an oil. The Holy Spirit is a person. Now, some of you have ever witnessed Maybe somebody you really loved. And the person, you really loved the person. And the person probably passed on, could be your friend. Then you went for the funeral. You went for the funeral, that same person, his same haircut, same everything, same head shape, he's lying down, but you cannot relate with him to show you that a person is not his body. See, to say the Holy Spirit is a person, uh, people are going to think, okay, is it a man? No, you don't need a body to be a person. See, that's why we call it personality. It is the combination of who you are on the inside. That's why, you know, some guys who meet a lady in town and they like the lady's body, they start talking to the lady, they realize that she doesn't really have sense, then they stop. <laughs> A lady will also see a guy in town. The guy is tall. The guy is handsome. The guy is dark. But he starts talking to him. He realizes that his English is not even good. Oh! Oh. Oh. So it's the personality. You see, the problem is, you you realize that, oh, the person's physique and his body is just drawing you to him. When you get there, you are not going to be looking at his hand every day. You will not be chatting with him because you need to know his person. That co- a a combination of who, where he was raised, the things he values. Imagine you meet a guy in church and that was his first day of coming to church. Then later you talk to him, he says, oh, you know, I don't really believe in God. I don't believe in marriage. I don't believe... You say, hello, hello, hello. Yeah, I'm like, hello, hello. <laughs> and that will be the very last time he's ever going to hear from you. His personality is what you are kicking against. You see, so the person of the Holy Spirit, who is the Holy Spirit? To be a person is more than having a body. Now, in fact, one part that I, uh, we know we don't really talk about, but the truth is that the Holy Ghost has a body. The Holy Ghost has a body. But why doesn't he reveal himself with his body? Because he doesn't want to distract us from focusing on Jesus. Because his job is to point us to Jesus. One day we'll talk about it. Because the Bible talks about spiritual bodies. So the Holy Spirit is more than a body. He's a person. He has a mind. (laughs) He has a mind. The Holy Spirit thinks something about you. You see? He thinks something about you. He thinks he thinks of you somehow. You see, think about it. Ask yourself, if God looks at me now, what does he think of me? You see, the Holy Spirit has a mind. He has a mind about your job. He has a mind. You see, he has his own mind about where you should stay. He has his own mind about the next stage of your life. He has his own mind. Romans chapter 8, verse 27. You see it there. He said, and he that seteth the hearts." Know what is the mind of the spirit. You see, the mind of the spirit. The spirit has a mind. Because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. He has a mind. When you, you start talking stage, you just want to know the mind of the person. If that's not why you are doing it, sorry for you. The mind. You want to know the mind of the person. When you are talking to somebody, you want to know their mind. A lot of the time, when you go for interviews, job interviews, they want to know your mind. Because a lot of the things they want you to do, they will still train you on it. They want to know what kind of mind you you have. What kind of mind do you have? Do you have a deep mind? Do you have a mind they can work on? The Holy Spirit has emotions. You see? The Holy Spirit has emotions. Emotions. He can feel things. He can feel hurt. You see. A lot of people don't think of those things. The Holy Spirit hurt by what I'm doing. Meanwhile, if they were hurt, everybody will hear about it. (laughs) Many people don't think about those things. He can feel hurt. He can feel ignored. Oh. She was going to make this decision. She didn't ask me. Ignored. He'll, he'll just be with you. He will not leave you. He'll just be with you. He just, he just feels ignored. Next decision, ignored. Ignored. The day you also need him, he's quiet. <laughs> uh, because the, in this place, he's not recognized. I feel hurt about those things. All right. The Holy Spirit has a voice. Bible says and the spirit said unto Peter. Oh, the Holy Spirit has a voice. He has a voice. He can also say something. The Holy Spirit. He's a person. Young man, don't ignore the Holy Spirit. If you're going to be a successful Christian, don't ignore the Holy Spirit. Thank you Lord Jesus. Proverbs 18 don't ignore the Holy Spirit. Verse 18. Let's do a verse 24. Okay? A man that had friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Now, the, the, the translation of this particular verse in the Bible is very terrible. Very wrong and very terrible. This particular one. Because if it's not true, a man that wants to have friends should just have money. Now, why am I saying it's wrong? Look at New Living Translation. It was the translation that, that the error is with the translation. The original Hebrew is different. Now, we'll come to that. There are friends who destroy each other. What, how does that correlate with this verse? <laughs> King James said, a man who wants to have friends must show himself friendly. This one says there are friends who destroy each other. The 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 version, the translation that got this very correct from the Hebrew is NIV. Let's go to the NIV. One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin. The one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin. Other versions say, the one who has many friends soon comes to ruin. Okay. Now, the second part is what I want to show you. Said, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. There is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Listen to me. Your friendships have shaped you more than your family. Why? Because the Bible says that do not be deceived. Evil communication corrupts good manners. Your good manners, you got it from the house. But God is telling you on authority that you can make the wrong friends and every good manner you got it from the house will be lost most of the people who ended up smoking in secondary school were from very good homes. I know many. Evil communication corrupt good manners. You see, your friendships affect you more than you think. So, what is he saying? He said there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Family is legal. Friendship is experience. Until your family becomes friend. You see, there are some of you, all all the relationship you have with your your father is that he's my father. He pays my fees. I pass my exams. (laughs) Transaction. He takes care of me. But there are some other people. They have a good relationship with their father. They can even tease their father, right? Of course, some dare not try it, right? But there are some, they can even go and sit on their father's leg. They can tell your father, Father, I met a guy today in town, um, and the guy's so cute, daddy. And the daddy will say, you know, okay, all right, so we go, when he calls you, tell him this, and, and nice conversation. Hey, some people don't write. Oh, you want to to behave like your friend? Say, Daddy, I met a cute guy. Hey! 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 (laughs) Something is wrong with you. I sent you to school and you went to meet a cute guy until I come and see your child. You get it? You get it? You don't get it, forget about it. Right? Our friendships shape us. Our friendships shape us. Are you there? Are you here or you've gone home? Okay. Book of Proverbs again. Proverbs 27. Verse 17. Iron sharpened iron, so a man sharpened the countenance of his friend. What's he saying? that your friendship will shape your life. He said a man will shape the countenance of his friend. Let me tell you something. When I was in um, secondary school, in fact, in in, in the house in which I was raised, my dad raised us that if you ever spoke pigeon in our house, you are in trouble. Pigeon. Ever see? Pigeon. He he raised us to speak impeccable British English. (laughs) Impeccable. British, British. British. (laughs) You are right. (laughs) Correct. But if you dare speak pigeon, because anytime you are speaking good English, he saying school fees, school fees, (laughs) school (laughs) fees, school fees. You see. Meanwhile, when I entered secondary school in three weeks, Charlie, throw the thing give me. <laughs> Charlie, do uh, uh, you get it? we we'll make a sit-up. You see, in me, three weeks, nobody sat me down to say, make it a go. No, nobody sat me down to say, in fact, it'd be so. <laughs> no, nobody sat us down to say, teach us all those things. Friendship. It was shaping us more than we thought. The Bible says that Moses, he spoke to God face to face as a man who speak to his friend. That is why God did not leave out the communion of the Holy Spirit. Because he knows that the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ is good. The love of God is great. But you will need a fellowship and a friendship with the Holy Spirit. So that he can be influencing you. You will start speaking like him. Because friendships is what changes. Friendships change us. So he wants to be your friend. The Holy Spirit wants to be your friend. He doesn't want to just be a power, or a talisman, or a genie. Genie, do this for me. Genie, do that for me. Aladdin, Aladdin. (laughs) Spider-Man, (laughs) Spider-Man. (laughs) Aladdin some people God is Aladdin genie God I want to pass my exam then they'll pass another time God I want to have a good job that's what they want but God is not a genie he's a person who wants a relationship the communion of the Holy Spirit communion of the Holy Spirit. Friendship of the Holy Spirit. Friendship. 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 Where you wake up and you are talking to him. Oh, you will know that many of your problems will be solved if you talk to the Holy Spirit. All right. Let's look at some of the things that you do. Relating with the Holy Spirit. Number one, recognize him. Recognize him. You see, many of many of us cannot take it if we are not recognized. Imagine you have a friend and everything is about that friend. Think about it. You have a friend, everything is about him or her. After a while, you'll be wondering: is this a friendship or Recognize Him. Anytime you recognize or acknowledge His presence in your life, He becomes more and more real to you. Recognize Him. Acts chapter 15. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. I'll start from verse 25. Look at this. It seemed good unto us, being assembled with one accord, to send chosen men unto you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul. Men that have hazarded their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> we have sent therefore Judas and Silas. No, look at this. Well, let's, let's go from verse 25 again. It seemed good unto us. So these guys were going to take a decision. He says this decision seemed good to us. All right? All natural factors intact. It seemed good to us, being assembled with one accord, to send chosen men unto you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul. Men that have azale their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are sent therefore Judas and Silas, who shall also tell you the same things by mouth. Verse 28. It seemed, for, it seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us. So now, why did it seem good to them in verse 25? Because it already seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to them. Not to them and the Holy Ghost. It seemed good to the Holy Ghost. They recognized the Holy Spirit in their decision making. See, you have to recognize the Holy Spirit. Recognize him as a person. Recognize him as a person that you communicate with. That's why the great man of God wrote, Good morning, Holy Spirit. You see, that's how to recognize the Holy Spirit. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You see, as we're praying, thank you, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. It seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us. Christians who ignore and neglect the Holy Spirit never see his manifestation in their life they always be seeing little, little things. Things that the Holy Spirit will be using as pointers that recognize me. See, but they are so um, caught up in what they are looking for that they can't even recognize the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said he's going to be with us forever, but he wants us to recognize him because he seeks friendship from us. Friendship. You see, when you look at how friendships shape our lives, when you are friends with the Holy Spirit, there's no, there's no telling what will be of your life. If you see a man who is very meek, who is very humble, he's listening to God. I'm not talking about human humility. Because there are some people who they are humanly humble. They are just timid. They are not humble. Do you know that shyness, shy, say I'm shy, in some um, situations, it is selfishness. The Holy Spirit says, preach to these four people. <laughs> I'm sorry, I cannot do it. <laughs> so they should go to hell because you are shy. Mm-hmm. You see, there are some things you call, it's, it's not humility, the person is just timid. True humility. And there are some things you call pride, it's, it's confidence. When it comes to pride and humility, it's of the heart. Those are things, because there are people who bow, but they are standing inside. Pastor, I'll tell them. Uh, they said, Pastor, I say, Oh, sir, oh, sir, oh, sir. You do have further. <laughs> oh, sir, oh, sir. In his mind, Charlie, Charlie. You see, but in front, oh, sir, oh, sir. See, so you will look at the person, this guy is so humble, but God knows the person is proud. So people who exhibit true humility are walking with God. What Jesus says, He said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavily laden. He said, now give you rest for your soul. He said, come and learn of me. He said, why? He said, because I am meek and lowly in heart. Hey, If anybody starts walking with God, you will see true humility. You see humility. One day, I was in Pastor Chris' office. Are you listening? I said, one day I was in Pastor Chris' office. And he needed to pick something outside. And the thing be- belonged to me. And he says, Oh, please sit down. Let me pick it up. Eh? <laughs> I was coming. He said, No, sit down. Let me pick it. He picked it for me. He went to pick the thing for me. I couldn't hold the thing. You know, sometimes when people see men of God, they are thinking that they don't move a finger. No. 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 Recently, he wanted to have a conversation with my wife. He said, okay, they should not sit in the office. She sat in his car. He was driving her around. Ah! Then I said our humility has levels. He was driving her around. He will get to certain places. He's wearing a cap, so the security man will ask, Where are you going to? Then he'll show his card. His own premises. You show his card and you let him. They don't know who it was because he's wearing shades and wearing glasses. You know, think about if it is you. The security <laughs> man asks you, Where are you going? <laughs>
1: you are fired.
0: <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> Ah, recognize the Holy Spirit. He will teach you. If, as the Holy Spirit dealt with you before, he's dealing with things inside you. Something going on. You know that you, your normal self, you will blast this person. You will give it to this person. You will show the person what the stuff you are made of. <laughs> uh, I remember somebody who said, if you misbehave, I'll put this Bible down. And the Holy Spirit is. You are thinking of that. The Holy Spirit is saying, No. 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 Apologize. No. Uh, la illa illa la. <laughs> Have you ever said something to somebody and the Holy Spirit, later when you finish, the Holy Spirit said, Why did you say this? Shame on you. And all of a sudden you just feel. One time I, I said some, something. I didn't even say it to the person. I said it to another person. That this guy, why is he behaving like, like that? Why is he behaving like this? Oh, come on. The Holy Spirit didn't tell me anything that time. The next week, I'm just sitting there and says, look at you. You say this. You say this about somebody. And the person is also a man of God. He's my friend. The Holy Spirit said to me, you said there's no talk about men of God. It's applicable to you, but it's not applicable to the person. it's true. Meanwhile, the person is wrong. The Holy Spirit is not looking at the wrong. He's looking at my reaction. Because he wants to make me like him. See, friendship. Show him, so don't do that. He says, so call him and tell him what you said. Ah, he doesn't know. He so go and tell him what you said and tell him that you are sorry. Oh, how marvelous! <laughs> so I called him. I said, "Bro, you know, the Bible says that. <laughs> in many things we do err, eh? but if a man offend not in word, he's the same as a person." I, I was having this conversation, and I thought that what you did was not right. But you know, it's okay. He said, "Oh, there's not anything against me. That's all." When I finished, I was so cool and calm and feeling sweet. That's what the Holy Spirit will do to you. It will crush your ego. So, number one, I said, do what? You recognize him. You recognize the Holy Spirit. Recognize him in your life. Recognize him in the things that you do. He said, it seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us. I'll give you a second. I want you to pray and recognize the Holy Spirit right now. Thank him. Talk to Him. First, Holy Spirit, I recognize You in my life. I recognize You in everything I do. Mm-hmm. Forever, Your God, You are the same. You are King, and forever, Your God. You are the same. You are king. Praise God. Point number two. Thank you, Lord. Ah. Be conscious of him. Be conscious of him. One of the times you might find in your life that you will not be looking to listen to the Holy Spirit is when you have a lot of money in your hand. (laughs) So you watch that. Be conscious of the Holy Spirit. You know, when you're dealing with the Holy Spirit, The main thing is to be looking to the person and not the the things that he has given you. For example, speaking in tongues is not a substitute for the Holy Spirit. I want you to get the point. When you're speaking in tongues, it does not take away the consciousness of the Holy Spirit because even the speaking in tongues is supposed to bring you the consciousness of the Holy Spirit because the main and the doer of the work is the Holy Spirit. So when you're, speak, you're speaking in tongues, you're supposed to be focusing on the Holy Spirit and not that you are pushing the Holy Spirit aside and you are speaking in tongues. Now, it's a very thin line, so you just have to be very conscious of it. It's a very thin line. You could be speaking in tongues, and it's because, oh, you can, you can pray. You know, there are some new age prayers, new, new, new Christian prayers. <laughs> new Christian prayers that I'm sure many of you have come across, you know. Not to condemn it, but just not biblical, you know. They will start a prayer and say, let us groan. You've never heard it. Let us groan. (coughs) 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 No, no, I'm not joking. No, what I'm saying is true, true, like the new Christians. Like new, they are new, new. (laughs) Let us now let's start growing up. Mm. Mm. So they are different. Different. So this one. Mm. This one. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> the this one intestines will fall out. <laughs> He is not, he's not from the Bible. Let us groan. No. We speak in tongues and the Holy Spirit will now pray through groanings which cannot be uttered. Some people's full life, that thing will happen maybe like 10 times, depending on the situation. But you can say, let us groan. You see, what is happening is, it's a stylish kind of charismatism. You see, focusing everything on what you will do. You see, focusing everything on what you will do. I, I prayed 14 hours. Ah, oh, I prayed 18 hours. I groaned for six hours. They mm. mm. <laughs> <laughs> you were, you were groaning and checking the time. <laughs> you see, a, those things are to remove God. But because they are very uh, s- subtle and it's a very thin line, you might not even realize that that's what's happening. See, to be conscious of the Holy Spirit, you have to know that we are dealing with the Holy Spirit and not the tongues. The tongues is not the Holy Spirit. So anytime we speak in tongues, for example, sometimes you could be feeling very carnal. Then you start speaking in tongues. All of a sudden, the, the manifest presence of God will start. All of a sudden, you can start feeling the presence of God. And then you're even gingered Before, you're even feeling sleepy. But now, you are gingered. You're praying. You can feel the presence of God. That's a, like a, a great and safe haven for any Christian. You are thriving there in the presence of God. So the speaking in tongues was to bring you a consciousness of God, a consciousness of the Holy Spirit. So you relate with the Holy Spirit. So while you are speaking in tongues, you know you are meditating on the Holy Spirit. You are meditating on the Word of God. Not the speaking in tongues. The speaking in tongues is not the deal. The spirit is supposed to help you with a consciousness of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to show you something with Samson. Judges chapter 16. Let's look at Start from verse 19. You know who they are talking about, Delilah, right? Everybody, <laughs> nobody, guys, you guys don't like Delilah, and she made him sleep upon her knees. You know the story of something pains me a lot. Eh? I'm serious. Do you know how long Israel waited for something to be born? They waited forty years. They waited forty years. They were praying to God for forty years, God said, oh, "I've answered your prayer. So I've given you somebody." And the guy just played with their destiny like that. Didn't know his destiny was tied to the whole of Israel. But that's a story for another day. Delilah. Delilah. And she made him sleep upon her knees. Mm. Somebody preach a message. Be careful where you sleep. You don't want to be careful. Careful where you sleep. I'm telling you, this is for someone's food message oh, mm. Be careful where you sleep. Mm. He said, Jacob slept in Bethel on a stone, and he had a dream. Mm. Samson slept on Delilah's knees, and he said, hey! <laughs> <laughs> I said, so what? Be careful you sleep. <laughs> He said, she made him sleep upon her knees, and she called for a man, and she caused him to shave off the seven locks of his head. And she began to afflict him, and his strength went from him. Now, what we know about Samson is that the locks on his hair, on his head, all right, was his strength, right? Not really. Let's look at something. Not really. I'll show you where the the little tweak is. So go to verse 20. And she said, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as at other times before and shake myself. And he wished not that the Lord was departed from him. So it was not the hair, it was the Lord that was departed. Now, what was the correlation between the hair and the. If you leave your hair and there are seven locks, will you be as strong as Samson? So it is definitely not the hair. So it, the hair was a factor because God had said that to Manoah. So the only reason why the hair was a factor was because God has said, if you leave his hair, he will be strong. So the main person is God, not the hair. So God made the hair <laughs> a factor. So the main person is not the hair, it's God. You see it, go to verse 22. Howbeit be the hair of his head began to grow again after he was shaving. Now, if the hair was what made him strong. So when his hair began to grow again, verse 23, we should read, and he started fighting them again. Look at verse 23. Then the Lord's officers gathered them to- together for to offer a great sacrifice unto Dagon their God and to rejoice for they said, our God had delivered Samson and into our hand. So Samson did not still fight even though his hair was growing again. So go to verse 28. And Samson called unto the Lord. Hey, this is, this is a time something pushed down the walls and killed everybody. What happened before he was able to push it down was not the growth of his hair. It was something called onto the Lord. The Lord was something strength, not his hair. He wished not that the Lord was departed from him. No wonder when David sinned against God in, in, in having an affair with Bathsheba. When he had an affair with Bathsheba and he sinned against the Lord, what David did was he said, cast me not away from thy presence and don't take your Holy Spirit from me because David knew that it's not the throne, it's the Holy Spirit. He said, because I know how I got where I am. I got there by virtue of the Holy Spirit. Can I shock you with something? God told me something this week blew my blew my mind i sat on the floor he said enoch why did urea die so Urea died because david david ordered for him to be killed he said so his boss his leader orchestrated his death and i said yes he said okay he said but let's look at something There was a time Saul was David's leader and Saul was also orchestrating David's death. Why didn't David die? Saul threw a javelin at David. David did not die. There was a time, the Bible says that Saul even gave David a target knowing that the Philistines would kill him. So David had also gone through that before. His death had been orchestrated by his leader but he did not die. Why? There is no account that you really had a relationship with God. So he was loyal to his leader, but did not have his own relationship with God. <laughs> David was loyal. Anything Saul asked him to do, he went to do it, but he also had a relationship with God. He said, God, deliver me. God, deliver me. So Saul orchestrated, God will deliver him. Because both of them have one boss. Come on now. I said, Lord, no, thank you. Listen, always keep your relation with God it's those who don't have relation with God, that when something happens to them, they are in despair. Be conscious of the Holy Spirit. 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 In fact, I was reading something to them in the model church. Ah, Lot was not conscious of the Holy Spirit. He was not conscious of the voice of God. Look at what he was looking for. Look at Genesis 13. I'll start reading from verse 8. Genesis 13, from verse 8. And Abraham said unto the Lord, Let there not be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my headsmen and thy headsmen, for we be brethren. Mm. 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 Is not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take the left hand. Then I will go to the right, or if I depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. You go to the left, I take the right. Abraham said, "I'm not going to fight over anything. Anything. Go to the left, I go to the right. I go to the right, you go to the left? As far as he Abraham is concerned, he doesn't want any strife. And you know that's one of the ways you know that somebody's working with God. He doesn't want strife. He doesn't want to prove a point. He doesn't, want to, he doesn't even want to be right. He said, we should not fight. he took take anywhere you want to go. And look at something. Verse 10. This is a problem. And Lot lifted up his eyes. Lot was not asking God anything. God, where do you want me to go? No. Lot lifted up his eyes. Wow. Lifted up his eyes. And behold, all the plain of Jordan, that it was well worth it everywhere. Wow. Nice place. Well watered. He look at it and says, this is, so, this is so beautiful. Before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, look at this. Even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt. God. So, this land he's looking at is two things. It's like the garden of the Lord, but it's also like Egypt. It's like the garden of the Lord, spiritual. It's like Egypt. So, the thing he has chosen, he can defend it. With the scripture. Uh, Even God said that. Can't you see it's like the garden of the Lord? (laughs) But it's also like the land of Egypt. It's in between. It's the garden of the Lord. So you can say, God told me to. Because it's like the garden of the Lord. That's also like the land of Egypt. So, it's not so obvious for you to make a decision it's like you see you're going to look for somebody you're going to marry you see you saw the lady or the guy he's speaking in tongues but god say he's not the one it's like the garden of the lord but it's also like the land of egypt conscious of the holy spirit his choices, and the things he says to you. Be conscious. Be conscious of the Holy Spirit. And that's one of the reasons why we speak in tongues. When we speak in tongues, the consciousness of God, it envelopes us. The consciousness of God, when we speak in tongues, it envelopes us. The consciousness of God envelopes us when we speak in tongues. Anytime we are praying together, all of a sudden we become conscious of God. And at that time, you're praying about something. Maybe before you started praying, you had your mind made up at a certain point. But when you start praying in tongues, the Holy Spirit begins to give you other thoughts. No. Why not go this way? Why not think about it this way? No, no, no. Don't go this way. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Lift your hands. I want to talk to the Holy Spirit right now. Oh, Rabakaias. Malakoshikalab. Oh precious Holy Spirit. Precious Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Like the garden of the Lord. Like the land of Egypt. Gora basu Ai kala Precious Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you for your guidance. Point number three. Now end with that point. Thank you, Lord. You trust in the Holy Spirit. Trust in the Holy Spirit with your life. Right? Trust in the Holy Spirit. Point number three. Love and fear Him. Love and fear Him. Love Him. In your expression of emotion see there's that part of it you know when we come to love the expression of emotion love him love him love him i think i remember i don't know if it was adam's story i read or so but he was talking about how you know in his life he he could express emotion towards god Sometimes, he would just be in his room and he's expressing emotions toward God and crying. But when he's outside, he could never do it. He said, "But when he started coming to church, he started, you know, he started seeing all of, uh, I mean, us doing it. He said, ah, this is something. You know, expressing emotion toward God, even in worship and praise, in worship and in praise, you don't hold back towards God. You Don't hold back towards God. You mean every every word in that song. You see. So on my lips, your praises on repeat like an anthem in my soul, Almighty God. I love you now and always my eternal king. Your liquid love is so me; it's indescribable. You strike the sweetest love chords on the strings of my heart. Your demonstrated love is my victory. See, you love him. You love him also means you listen to what he says. You love him. He so said, If you love me, do my word. See, you love him. When he tells you to do something, you go towards it and do it. See, go towards it and do it. The Holy Spirit. Love him. Love him. And, you know, when he does something for you, don't be shy to say it anyway. And that's why you should always try to not use something told me. Don't, don't use something told me. Try to use the Holy Spirit said to me. The Holy Spirit told me. Because you see, that love you're expressing and the confidence you're expressing in him and trust will beget more of that. You see, if he tells you to do this and you do it and, and you give him the glory for it, you see that he will do more. He will do more. Then you start seeing more of his manifestation in your life. Even with prayer for, for, like, you know, a burden for souls. I have noticed this about the Holy Spirit. I have noticed this about the Holy Spirit. He can give you a burden to pray for, maybe a school. Then when you are faithful with it, all of a sudden you just realize that more are just coming. You just All of a sudden you just feel like praying again for that. Because it shows that he feels comfortable with you. See, he feels comfortable with you. So, more of that. More of that. More of that in your life. More of that in your life. The Holy Spirit. You love him. But you see, loving him is not enough. You have to fear him. See, you have to fear him. Because some people love, but don't fear him. See, they are like Solomon. Solomon loved the Lord, and he built God a house. Then later in his life, he loved many strange women and he also built their Agor's houses. You see, Solomon's love is for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) It's a (laughs) multi-socket. He's loving everybody. He can love, he will do it. He can love. So some people, they love the Lord, but they also love the club. So they will come to church and love the Lord. But that place where they must go and shake the apostle, they, they will have to go there and go and shake it. They also love the place. See, so love is not enough. There also has to be a fear of God. A fear of God. A fear of God. You have to fear him. What does it mean to fear him? To, to respond in reverence towards him. <laughs> I gave them the example Look, for example, all right, let's be frank with ourselves. A lot of the things that the man of God corrected concerning praise worship, he is right. The word of God is clear. You see, that everybody is doing doesn't mean that everybody is right. And I taught you about that in spirit of error. Look at, for example, let's take, let's not use somebody, let's use ourselves. This song, A. Not a bad song. If the song is directed to we celebrating God among ourselves. It's like if we are talking about God. So one I'm you understand? So, if it's a manga, we are talking about God, but the moment we now go to, we are not talking to God. There has to be reverence. Is he your mate? So, we hold the microphone. Patrick, you come, both of us. So, how do we do it? Take the take microphone, give me the microphone. Then how do we do it? How do we, how are we singing it? Ayei, Ayei, Yesu, Yesu. said, Ayei, can, can you stand in front of Yesu and ay- Ayei? No, no. But does not make sense? Can you stand before the eternal king of kings? John said, when I saw him, I felt my face as dead. Then you stand before the king of kings and say, Ayei, Ayei. But if we were singing about God among ourselves, uh, there's, there's a part of it that is is not t- towards the Lord. Mm-hmm. If we believe it is about the praise, come and lift up our voice and say, mm-hmm. that one is us. You see, <laughs> if we believe it is about the praise, come and lift our voice and say, if we believe it is that the of come and lift our voice and say, if we believe it is about the praise, come and lift our voice and say, hey. If we believe deserve voice. If you believe in it, is that what I praise? If you believe in it, is that what I praise? If you believe in it, is that what I praise? It, ah, So now we've sang among ourselves nicely. Then we are now good. We are standing before the Lord. Say, it's not even realistic. Thank you. So when we are before the Lord in praise. Reverence. Reverence. In a lot of churches where there are young people preaching, they are nowhere to be found. They are outside. Prayer, they are nowhere to be found. They are outside. We're outside. <laughs> then all the guys that were sleeping at the back, all of a sudden say, then they are holding the, wow, uh, uh, uh. then they are going, Canality, canality. So, I, uh, I went to a church, CYC. Uh, their praises is not sweet. Ah, they don't even dance. Every time they are lifting their hand, they are standing there. One place, say, there, there is not like you. Know, they should sing jamming, jamming song. I said, some people to stop church because we stop dancing. Is this place for good dance competition? I, I've seen a I this over here before. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <sir>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but thanks be to God. We have the light of God's word yes. and we praise God accordingly. See, when you are when you are praising God, reverence, when you are conscious of Him. You see, you recognize him, you are conscious of him. When you are praising him, there's reverence. There's reverence. There's reverence. Whether the song is fast or slow, does not make a difference. Every atom of creation displays Your limitless wisdom Power and glory Yeah Every atom of creation displays your limitless wisdom is in the worlds of your day every atom every atom of creation displays your limitless way power and glory power and glory every atom every atom of creation displays your limitless and we will serve your Fear of God. The Bible says it is the wisdom. It is the beginning of wisdom. It's also the beginning of knowledge. Fear of God. We fear the Lord. You see, when we fear the Lord, there's a way we will act in the house of God. We will act in the house of God. We say it is the house of God. Yet, we don't behave like it is the house of God. You see some people, house of God, the pastor is preaching. Maybe you are listening to me now and you are on Snapchat as I'm talking to you now. Maybe You, have, you don't believe it is God. You don't, believe, you don't believe it. You just came, you just dressed and came to church. You believe that God is here and that the Lord is speaking now through the pastor. There are some people, listen. No matter what the pastor says, the pastor says, everybody stand up and let us pray. Stand up and let us once they've made up their minds, you can't tell me what to do. Then why did you come? Why are you looking for trouble? I would say it's a fearful thing to fall in the hands of God. If you have a problem with the devil, you will go to God. You want to have a problem with God, who will you go to? The fear of God, the reverence of God. Reverence. Oh, let's do this. I cannot do this because we are in church. The house of God. Oh, the house of God. He is the Lord of all creation. He's the Lord of all creation. Hallelujah. Reverence. Let me tell you something. When you start doing things, these kind of things in your your life, you start seeing the power of God manifested. In the book of Acts chapter 5, when Ananias and Sapphira lied and they died, it was because it was the manifestation of the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Someone will say, Oh, but people have been lying in church now, and they don't die, because one of the things about the manifestation of the spirit of the fear of the Lord that it is very scarce; it happens rarely. Look, at, look through the Bible. Rarely do you see the manifestation of the spirit of the fear of the Lord, but when it acts, it's very drastic. So when you see Acts chapter five, verse eleven, you see there. Verse eleven. And great fear came upon all the church and upon as many as heard these things. But then see verse 12. After the fear of the Lord, verse 12, we see, and by the hands of the apostles were many signs. See, power manifested. Power manifested to the fear of the Lord. Fear of the Lord. Remember when we're praying? With Pastor from 2020, he said something. There were things that the church needed to straighten out. And one of it was the praise. And he said, because everything had become commercial. You see, you cannot praise God if a certain singer is not coming. So were we praising God or have singer? we're going to have a worship and minister, so, so, and so is going to come. Then that's when everybody will come. No. Then we mix different kinds of songs. The song is about God. It's about us, all his praise. We are shining. We are shining. It's not about God. Oh, If only we will focus our minds on the precious Holy Spirit. Be conscious of Him. Love and fear Him. Midweek, I'll continue with the other points. You start seeing a manifestation in your life like you've never seen before. And even this week, you're going to start seeing this manifestation of the Holy Spirit in your life.